everybody, I'm Jeff, and this is Casual Chats in a Parallel Universe. My dad and I have been having daily conversations about family, history, life lessons, movies, news, music, and more. Now we are sharing these chats with you. So welcome to our podcast, and we hope you enjoy. Well, we're back. And... And we landed on a title for the show. We did. It's exciting. Right. Yes. What was it called? And what is it? <laughs> <laughs> casual chats in a parallel universe. Wow. Yeah. So this is definitely casual. Mm-hmm. It's a chat. And, and we are definitely in a parallel universe. Parallel universe. So I like it. For sure. Good description. Traveling alongside That's each right. other. Going in the same direction. Never to intersect. Right. right. In a new galaxy. Yep. Far, far away. Yeah, absolutely. There we go. Well, where where did we leave our listeners? There was a crossroad. Yes. Oh, that's right. It was a major, oh, a major, is, major life this, change. This is a core memory. That's it. My sure. my special client <laughs> that walked into my office. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden, the world changed. Oh, I like that. I like that introduction. That's good. He was... Uh, Charismatic guy and a very, what would you say? He's, I, call, I used to call him the world's greatest salesman. And uh, he was also very manipulative. But good guy, at least you know, from his perspective and generally speaking from my perspective. But he was, he was uh, basically just had stumbled upon the, this idea of being involved with a breed of livestock. And this breed of livestock. Wait, I'll, can I back it up for a sure, second? Sure, sure. So how did he find you? So how did you guys oh, it's, intercept? It's just, a typical, did, work? just a typical referral, the way 90% of all lawyers get their clients. It's all as a result of, you know, people referring other people. Do you know who referred them to you? I think a guy that I had done some securities work for, and uh, he, uh, he was trying to, this other, the prior client, had been trying to raise capital. That's what this new guy was uh, trying to do. And so that was the reason he was referred. He said, well, Steve Kugler, he's your guy. That's it. Hot shot. You, you should check him out. Because, I mean, Jacksonville wasn't a, you know, it wasn't a tiny town. I'm sure there were other. Oh, know, sure. Plenty of other. Yeah, uh, but it's, you know. Avenues he could have traveled. It's down. the same thing with doctors, though. You know, referral to a doctor. It's, right. It just, that person happens to know. Sure. You or yes. somebody you know. And so it's that kind of a situation. But anyway, he he um, explained to me what he wanted to do. And I came up with a couple of ideas. and uh, Which it had to do with, with livestock. It had to livestock. do with livestock, livestock, and specifically a type of livestock uh, called, or the breed was called beefalo. Mm-hmm. And beefalo was a hybrid between American buffalo and cattle. It sometimes was called cattle uh, but they this trademark name beefalo was a, a hybrid. And so he came up, he had been introduced to somebody else, and they had put together a deal with the breed developer who lived out in California. And so... Without getting into it too deeply, um, Bill, that's the client, was uh, 
interested in putting together a securities offering where he was going to raise capital in order to expand the breed through artificial insemination with uh, various and sundry breeders, mostly in the Midwest and in the West uh, United States. And the idea is you're impregnating cows with with the with, buffalo. With this purebred semen right. that he would get from the beefalo bulls. I got you. And then they would, uh, the offspring would be basically a meat animal. That was the idea. They would crossbreed this beefalo breed with uh, regular cattle, any any breed, mixed breed of cattle. And uh, that was the concept. The, the big deal was is that the at that at that time the agriculture department department of commerce was allow would allow you to market beefalo beef separately from regular beef. Okay. So it was it was a big deal. It was a specialty. Item. It was the only it was the only type of of uh, beef that you could separately market. So you couldn't call like Angus beef something different right. or Hereford beef or Wagyu or Charlay or, or whatever. You couldn't call it that. You could only market it as beef. So, But beefalo. Beefalo you could market beefalo. separately. Okay. Because anyway. Um, so that was, that was the deal. So I tried to help him put it. He couldn't pay me. He didn't have any money. He'd run out of money. And he said what he would do is, is he would split any money that he got off of a trip that was upcoming out west where he was going to be selling semen to these. Was that a red flag at the beginning? No. The, I mean, looking back, though. The, no, that no. happens quite a bit. Okay. In these securities deals, usually they don't have either they have a small amount of money or it's all it's on the come or something like that. So, no, that wasn't unusual. No, I guess so. And, and he was very persuasive. Plus the fact that he was essentially creating a, a partnership that I would get 50% of whatever he generated off of the sale, off of these sales that he intended to get. Right. And he had been successful previously. And I figured, what the heck, you know, it's... I mean, the skin on... Uh, you yeah. Didn't, you didn't have any real would, skin in the game at that point. No, 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 nothing other than my time. Well, he... Took off and uh, came back, and he made a killing. Made a hundred thousand dollars net off this trip, so I got fifty thousand dollars just for putting together, you know, a couple of documents. So that was uh, that was quite nice, right? And um, so he said that uh, he he was wondering if I would be willing to accompany him out to California on my nickel. I would pay. Obviously, because I made money off of the sure. the deal, he said, uh, "You know, we would like to come out, and the two of us together could negotiate a deal with the breed developer for an exclusive, where we would be the only people that would sell uh, semen to these various and sundry uh, cattlemen throughout the West and Midwest." So we went out, and um, it was very, very exciting. You know, it's uh, the, the breed developer was exciting. He was a real character and um, had quite a reputation all throughout California. Uh, we went out to his uh, 
his ranch, and he had a very, very sophisticated breed facility where they did not only the collection of the semen, but the packaging of the semen, uh, freezing it in liquid nitrogen, transporting it, whole nine yards. So it was, it was a very, very impressive facility uh, east of San Francisco. And so uh, we negotiated a deal for an exclusive. And so Bill, by this time, I mean, this really looked like it was going to turn into something. And so Bill asked me if I would be interested in, in a type of partnership with him right. to do the legal work. And uh, I said I would. Um, so we went back to Jacksonville and I started working on documents and, you know, negotiating for other stuff in this deal. And still while I was practicing law and this thing got, you know, bigger and, and more involved. And eventually it got to the point where I needed to make a decision. You know, could I, would I go full time in this beefalo deal or was I going to continue practicing law? I mean, it was generating income. It was oh, generating yeah, yeah. money. Yeah, it was generating a lot of income. So, unfortunately, uh, your mother and uh, my partner didn't get along at all. It's like uh, oil and water. So, uh, that became a continuing issue. Why? What? What specifically? She just she thought Bill was incredibly manipulative. She didn't like him, uh, just on a personal level, because he was always making comments about you know we, you know what what are your goals in life? You know what? How are you going to achieve your goal? He's very. This guy is very. I don't know. Not just goal oriented. He had a whole litany of things that he felt if you were going to be you know, a success in life, you you would need to do all of these things. Right. Uh, he had been in the multi-level marketing business, you know. You know what I mean by multi-level yeah, marketing? Yeah, like, like pyramid scheme type stuff. Well, I mean, yes, kind of <laughs> like pyramid schemes. Not necessarily a pyramid scheme, but multi-level marketing. Yeah. And those guys are, uh, it's almost like a cult. Yeah. You know, they, they well, get you're persuading you other people to come yeah. in to get, do more work for you, and they persuade people to come in and exactly. do work for them. Exactly. And, so and he was using some of those techniques in dealing with, you know, the, the, uh, the cattlemen that were involved. And, you know, this thing became, it wasn't just, you know, a product, you know, beefalo. It became like a cult. Right. You know, if you were going to be, part of this beefalo thing, you were separating yourself from everybody else and you were going to be big time. Big time. Yeah. yeah. So, but mom, mom never cared for him. And she, she was constantly suggesting to me that this problem may not be a great idea ultimately, uh, just because of the relationships, you know, between he and his wife and, Mom and I, you know, one side versus the other, and getting involved in each other's lives, right. and it 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 did become. You don't want to become adversarial. It, it became eventually a very toxic relationship. So would you say then that she, her her gut was right, or oh yeah, it was eventually her gut was 
Okay. Was definitely right. Okay. It wasn't because of her gut that it became right. No, 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 no. It, no, it was no. right from the, no. from the... She, I mean, she really didn't want to be part of it at all. And so I kind of journeyed along on my own. Right. I mean, we weren't separating or anything, but we... It was it was creating friction. At it came home. close. Came close. It did come close to separating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That part I remember. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely got uh, Con- contentious. Yeah, contentious. That's a, that's a good word. So, um, in any event, essentially, we 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 got involved. This took several years. I was involved with him for five years. Right. And the business got quite large. Uh, we were ultimately got involved not just in raising money uh, for doing deals with these cattlemen. Uh, we got involved in the slaughtering and processing of beefalo beef. Mm-hmm. And we also basically, the business continued expanding. So we got into the sales of meat. We got into putting together herds of beefalo beef. Uh, I beefalo cattle to raise for the meat. Right. And we also uh, put together an embryo transplant facility in Colorado uh, where we would uh, actually produce purebred embryos for sale to farm or cattlemen who wanted to raise the purebred stock, not just the meat animals, but the purebred breed stock. Right. So that's so if you just wanted to be a breeder and not. Well, that's where the big the, theoretically, that's where the big money was, was in the in the breed stock area, mm. because once you had the breed stock, then you could actually produce semen yourself. I mean, these cattlemen could produce their own semen and sell it themselves. Right. So it was, you know, moving them up to a different level. Yeah, again, multi-level yeah. marketing. Yeah, so it, it got pretty big. Right. But we were, uh, this was, I think it started in 1978. Mm-hmm. That's oh. when the whole thing started. And then we were in it until 83. And that's when uh, we had reached the point where we needed a substantial uh, inflow of capital at the know, end, and, and, and this was getting towards the end. Okay, we needed a substantial inflow of capital uh, because our working capital was low. We had a lot of we had a lot of assets, you know, inventory and, and other assets, but not much cash. So we needed working capital in order to take it to the next level, which would be a different deal with the breed developer that would effectively put us in control. Of the entire breed, and uh, and where was where was your relationship with with Bill at this point? Were you guys still like moving forward? It seemed like everything was cool. I mean, minus oh the yeah, mom. Yeah, no, we we were still cool, but it 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 was. I was starting to see things about him, you know, and the way he dealt with outside people, it, about his you know manipulative the way he dealt with people. He was tended to try to manipulate them as opposed to, you know, having a true partnership arrangement. Right. It was, you know, less it's hard to it's it's hard to describe, but his his way of doing things was not exactly the same way I liked to do things. So there was there was a somewhat of a disconnect. Right. 
There were some cracks. There were some cracks. And and part of it was uh, dealing with the guy that was we were dealing we were talking to who we were trying to raise money from this guy. And uh, I think in retrospect, I think there was quite a bit of manipulation of this potential investor. And he was not the, the investor himself was a little iffy in the uh, psychological category, <laughs> we might say. Uh, he, was there, he, was a, he was a wealthy guy, right. but he was not, maybe he was a couple of cans short of a six pack. You now, know? how did you, how did you come upon meeting? Oh, this is this, just a typical reference to reference. Well, because we, at that point we were living in Colorado, we had moved uh, from Jacksonville. We right. had, the whole operation had moved to Colorado because that was the processing facility for the meat was located just outside of Denver. And our embryo transplant facility was just north of Denver. So it made sense for us to relocate. And we did. We moved to uh, Denver. And um, that, that was my first taste of of Colorado. I yeah, think. you were you were quite young at that point. But there. yeah, you were. I don't know what seven you were. What seven? No, you, know, no, you were three. Was, uh, yeah, yeah, was, you were three or four. Because I was in kindergarten, kindergarten. Garden or yeah, I was in kindergarten. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was four or five years old. Yeah. No point. So and anyway, but I remember it. I remember a little bit. No, I mean I remember quite a bit about it. I remember you know the fungs, and uh, mm. and uh, I remember. You know, being in their house, I remember being in Aurora and there wasn't really anything out there. And, you know, I mean, compared compared to what it's like now, I just remember like oh, a lot yeah. of empty, you know, or, yeah. or, or upcoming developments. Oh, there gosh, wasn't that's, like a lot of, you yeah. know, that, that was 80. We're talking about 40 years ago. Yeah, I mean, it was like 80, 1980, I think, probably right around there. Yeah, no, it was like 80. 82, 81, 82. Yeah. Well, I was four or five, then it would have been, it would have been like 79, 80. No, 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 no. It was, it was after that. Okay. So then I was a little older yeah. than that. Yeah. Um, but, so, so we yeah. reached the point with this guy that, that he was ready to do a deal. This was a multi-million dollar deal. And, uh, but as a result of that, there was a blow up between this guy and us. And so as a result of what, as a result of this, we're not exactly sure what happened, but uh, as far as what happened psychologically in his brain. But at some, at some point, so you guys settled the deal. He, no, he we didn't settle. We, we, we organized the deal. We, we structured it uh, and we were supposed to close the transaction. He was supposed to get an equity participation in the company. Right. And we were going to move forward with this whole big. And how much money were you seeking from him? Well, it was in the multi-millions. Okay. Um, so there was a meeting at which there was actual, there was a, you would call it a business kidnapping. He, he kidnapped us and held us and uh, grabbed a bunch of money from us uh, that this whole situation developed in one day in Aspen, Colorado. 
Okay, wait. I want to because this is this is kind of this is kind of the crux of the story, at least as far as I know. Okay. So let's let's start. So how? So like, what you guys woke up in the morning and you? Oh, well, we went like, to or, we, or even before that. This we went to Aspen. Well, no, the, the deal. I mean, it was all organized that we were going to fly in Aspen. Okay. Meet and close the deal. Okay. And so his lawyer was supposed to be there, and. Uh, they picked us up at the airport. So you flew into Aspen. Yeah. And, and and as far as you knew, everything was, you were just oh, having a meeting. All was perfect. Right. He, he never showed any signs that he was. Nothing. Like. Uh, and he okay. had some people with him that were going to, you know, we we're all going to drive out and meet his lawyer at this um, location outside of town. And so that's what we did. We got in the car and drove out there. And so when did, at what point did you realize Something was not right. Um, I started feeling a little weird. We're driving out of town. And I mean, this was during the winter. Right. So, you know, the snow piled up and we're driving down these roads and we're getting outside of town. I'm asking a question, you know, well, where are we meeting him? He said, oh, we're meeting him in his house, which is, yeah, one of these houses out in the boonies and outside of Aspen. And still no signs of everything's Nothing. cool. No. Like he's cool. And where is he? He's in the front seat. Yeah. Villa in the yeah. back. And there's another car behind us. And uh, we're and we drive out to this. We eventually get to this. looks like a house or something. And we pull up and we said, well, where's your lawyer? And he said, well, he'll be here. He's, he's just not here right now. But he's, he's coming. So at that point, he asked me for... The paperwork and you know you want to take a look at it we were supposed to uh we had we were supposed to swap checks we had a cashier's check for something and for some i forget exactly what it was for but we had a cashier's check and he was gonna give us so he handed me a check so is that a normal part of a business no. deal that you no. swap checks like that no I've never heard of something like that before. Well, that you're getting him money and he's giving you money in return. Yeah, well, doesn't it sound a little like a like a Nigeria deal over the phone? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but don't forget. But who's Nigeria in this situation? No, you, but you were them. No, him. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, we had a cashier's check that represented pretty much almost everything we had in the bank. Right, and. Uh, so he had a he was supposed to give us a cashier's check as well. So I take the check from him and him our cashier's check, and I look at his check and I said, This this isn't a cashier's check. And I said, it's just a regular check. And he said, Well, let me look at that. So he hands me, I hand him the check back, and he tears the check up into little pieces. And then he goes nuts. Absolutely nuts. And you guys are still in the car. Yeah. You never got out of the car. Never got out of the never. car. And he gets out of the car. He pulls a, a 45 out of his belt that we, I, of course, I didn't see. And uh, throws some papers, some agreements, written agreements that some lawyer had prepared. And he said, sign all these documents. And I said, what the hell are you talking about? I said, what, what are these documents? He said, don't worry about that. Just sign them. And and I said, mean, you're calm. You're calm. I mean, he's got a gun. Uh, well, I mean, at this point, he's got a gun. But I said, yeah, what? What's, I mean, did he pull it out and pointed it? No, or not, he just not, pulled it out. Yeah. He just brandished he it. He just brandished it. I got you. So then 
uh, I said, I'm not, I'm not signing something. You know, this, these documents aren't even accurate. None of this stuff is accurate. And that's when he stuck the gun in my mouth and uh, told me if I didn't sign the documents, he was going to pull the trigger. I got very calm. <laughs> Did you feel any warmth in your, in your another in my pants? Yeah. No, not that I recall. Okay, that's um, good. But anything's possible. I mean. And um, I just, it was, I guess, got very calm. I wasn't, it was one of those moments in your life that you just, well, you know, sure maybe you, my eyes might have crossed. But yeah, or you see the your I, life kind of start to yeah, flash before I just, your eyes there. And, and I'm, you know, kind of looking at him, at the, you know, at his face. And I can tell that this guy's about this close to pulling the trigger. And uh, I said, uh, okay. Around the muzzle of the... Of well, the I mean, you know, when I say in my mouth, he's, you know, like right here. Okay. So what And so I just said, okay, everything's fine. Do you have I'll a pen? I'll sign the papers. Is red ink okay? <laughs> <laughs> so I signed the papers and then Bill, my partner, signed the papers. At which point, um, they then said, you're going to stay here, meaning... Did, they, we were, did he ever we were withdraw gonna, the gun? Yeah. he was. So yeah. as you signed, he was like, okay. Yeah. Um, then he took the papers and he left and left us with these other guys who also had guns. And um, I guess, I still don't know what happened, but I think what he did was is he went and took the cashier, our cashier's check and deposited it in his bank account. Right. And then can't, once it was deposited, then he eventually showed back up. And he had, I don't know, it was like he was a different kind of person when he got back. It just all this freakish, all this craziness disappeared. It's like he was, you know, like he was a, uh, you know, a dual personality. You know, or maybe he had a little volume or something like that. I don't know. He, you know I, have no, I have no earthly idea. Went and shot but they had, who knows what was going yeah, on. But uh, so they eventually took us back. To uh, to the Aspen Airport and dropped us off. That was the end of that. And we flew home, and uh, we immediately called the FBI. Well, I mean, wait. So wait, wait, because we're so they took you back to the airport. Was was dude with you? I don't know if we're saying names or not of no, who this guy was. But, not. Okay, so was he was he with you on the drive back to the airport? No, or he just sent his cronies took you back. Yeah, they took us back. Right. And did, did you and Bill talk to each other at all on the way back to the airport, or it was not much, much a silent car ride? Pretty much silent. Okay. And that because Bill's no not the type of guy to usually. Well, he was silent. He was extremely silent, which as that, was I. Right. Well, yeah, once he saw, he didn't stick the he didn't stick the gun in Bill's, in Bill's mouth. He right. stuck it in mine. Right. But uh, he was. I could tell. He was actually angrier at Bill, and I maybe that was transferred to me. But whatever he was, you know, I you could tell from the, what he was saying and how he was saying it that that he felt he had been manipulated by Bill and lied to, and I didn't have any earthly idea what, what he was talking about. But I think <clears throat> he saw 
you as the true and and no disrespect to Bill or whatever, but as the true brains of the operation in in some respect. That Bill was great at doing the manipulation and the sales aspect of it, but when it came down to Oh, the operations, yeah, yeah maybe you, so. you were the brains. And so that if 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 he got rid of you, Bill's left, you know, out basically in the wind. There's no way he would but thank God that didn't happen. In the mind of a psycho, you know. It's but, it's impossible to say what right, right. But so so now you guys are back at the airport. Yes. It, it, before you fly home. And so I assume you and Bill are sitting next to each other on the plane ride home. Well, well, we sat. I mean, we were we sat in the in the airport talking. Right. Okay, you so know, I said, what was, what, what, what in the hell? What is what 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 did you you know what in the <laughs> world did you talk to him about? You know, he went free. You know, he had you know he had kind of there was an indication there there were before we actually you know as part of this whole process of putting the deal together with him. He had kind of, he had dropped out of sight for like three weeks. We hadn't been able to get in touch with him. Right. And so. The money man. Yeah. So all of a sudden he resurfaced. We thought the deal was dead. And then he resurfaced out of the blue and all of a sudden everything was back on. So I said, I said to Bill, what, what in the world precipitated that? What, what's, what, what is going on here? This guy, and Bill was going, I don't know. You know, he's just, he's crazy. The guy has just gone Asiatic. We can't figure out what in the world's happening. Right. So. Um, and Bill was the one, was Bill the one who brought this guy to the table, basically? I mean, yeah. What, yeah. Okay. So. He one. was, he, I forget how. Because you said we it was were like introduced. But, but he, he, well, he was referenced to Bill, not to you as a Oh, partner. no, I had never, I did not meet this guy originally. This was. Strictly somebody Bill had m- met through other people that we were talking. You know, it's right. typical networking deals. Sure. One guy to another, to another, to another. Could have been. But usually fun. you vet, you know, I mean, if somebody's going to give you. Oh, no, we checked a, We checked him out. No, he owned he owned a huge ranch in Aspen. I mean, they, he was, you know, he'd been written up in the newspapers. You know, I mean, this guy was. And more his family was very well known, uh, not necessarily in the United States and Mexico. Uh, not not they weren't drug related no, or anything like that. His his parents and his family were a very well known uh, family in Mexico. Uh, they were actually American expatriates and had been living in Mexico for years, many many years. And uh, and they and were I, ranchers basically. No, 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 no. They were, they had made, their family had made their money, I forget. In But it was something that had nothing whatsoever to do with cattle. Oh. Zero. This, they were business people and uh, had made their uh, their fortune in a, as some type of product that they sold, business-oriented product. It was something physical that was manufactured and distributed all over North America. Gotcha. So, uh, but we, we just, we met their, we met the family. We met the father and the mother and the brothers. And, you know, we could tell that this guy, our investor, was, he was definitely part of the family. Right. He was a little bit of a black sheep in the family. Mm-hmm. Had never, 
really done much with his life and is more of a playboy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in any event, that's that, yeah, we were so back to Bill and I talking and neither one of us could figure out what happened. But clearly this guy had a psychological break of some kind. And so we didn't know what to do. We didn't, you know, our business was basically done for because we had, there was no funding. We didn't have any money. You know, obviously we had little money and what little money was gone. So we decided that, uh, I mean, we, it wasn't decided. First of all, we had been extorted, you know, in, with with a gun, right? And it effectively kidnapped. So I said, "Look, we got to call the FBI," and which we did. And uh, we you know, sat down with a special agent, went over what had happened, tried to, you know, went through the process of trying to develop uh, evidence and information such that the the U.S. Attorney's Office, you know, could eventually do something about this, you know, we'd, uh, get the, um, arrest the guy and, and help us get our money back. So, uh, but, you know, without going into that whole thing, which took, you know, months and months uh, to uh, work through. Right, the whole thing with the FBI, the yeah, legal process. Yeah, the legal process was, was very involved and... It's not like a Law and Order TV show where. You well, know. it could maybe it could be on its own, but it was to go through the whole thing is, I don't know. It's just it's it's something that that people wouldn't necessarily understand, right? Uh, the legal process and what happened and how uh, our legal counsel got hoodwinked by their legal counsel, oh. and so it was it, it turned into a real nightmare. Oh wow. And, and I didn't know about that part. Yeah, instead of instead of us being the guys that on the were offensive on the on the offensive, yeah. we almost well we didn't almost we got put on the defense and had to prove to the authorities that we were telling the truth, mm-hmm. which eventually happened. And so that part of it was cool. How many years later did it take? Oh, it took happen? it took a well it was at least maybe a year and a half. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it, wasn't his, like, it wasn't like ten years later. Oh no, 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 no! It took it. It we we because effectively two things happened. One was the business as we knew it ended, and so therefore I had no way of generating an income. The business itself was liquidated because we had a you know what what little assets we had or, or the assets that we had. We ended up having to liquidate in order to pay off legal our bills. debts. Right. No, more of it. It wasn't our legal legal bills so much. It was you know debts that the business owed. You know ongoing debts to maintain facilities and that type of thing. So we had to uh, liquidate that, and then as part of that, we had to figure what we were going to do. And that's when I say we, you know, mom and I as right. a family, we had to decide. Where we're going to stay in Denver? Well, yeah, I mean that's I, I kind of wanted to get into to that part of it too. But when you okay, so you guys get back to Denver, right, right, and and obviously you and Bill, you're like they're you're well, like, I, I got to go home. Bill's well, like, Bill I and I, I mean, I I just said, look, first of all, the FBI suggested 
to well, how us. do you part? Once you land at the airport, how do you guys part? Well, ways? The, the, basically, eventually, we we hired a lawyer uh, to help us, you know, in in our dealings with the Justice Department and with the FBI, right? Uh, which is what you do. I mean, you don't just deal with the FBI. You have your own legal counsel who's giving you advice of what we what can we do legally on a civil basis to go after this guy right. as well. But I, so I, I'm trying to get, I'm getting a little more into the minutia of it because I want to get into some of the personal side of it. Okay. So, so you guys land in Denver. Yeah. You and Bill. And obviously, I'm sure you took separate cars to the airport. Right. You, you didn't car. So, so you guys part, you guys part ways. You're going to go home. Bill's going to go home. Right. So, so what, what do you, like, you're there at the airport. Do you, like, what do you say to each other? You're just like, okay, we'll, we'll figure this out. Oh, we'll yeah. Find I mean, a whatever. We didn't have, yeah, first of all, as two families, we weren't a bad mom. But there was no way that we were going to sit down as two families together. Right. Uh, well, I want to get into, so you and Bill part ways, you go home, and and what, what do you, what do you, you know, I mean, you walk in the front door, first of all, you got to be, uh, I mean, you got to be somewhat relieved in some sense that you're home. That oh, you're, sure. You know, yeah. mom, yeah. the kids, every, right. you know. No, God. I sat down and told mom what happened. And uh, she said, you know, I knew it. I knew that something like this was going to happen, you know, with Bill and, you know. I mean, was mom, was mom crying? I mean, was she like, thank God you're alive? Or she just like, no, I told you it's more to, of I told you so. There wasn't anything to cry about. Right. What was there to cry about I on her side? No, she was. She was, it was, it was important for her to make sure that I knew that she was right. Okay. And she was. That's not to paint her in a bad light. I think she was, she was just very exasperated, uh, upset with the whole, obviously that I had been put in danger. Right. Uh, so she, she was upset, mostly that she was upset about that, but she also was, felt like Bill had put not only me, uh, but our family in danger, uh, because at that point we didn't know what, you know, what other things could could come out of this situation with this investor. Sure. Because he was, there was just no telling. Well, he's a wealthy and, guy. I mean, I'm sure he's got plenty of. Well, uh, that and and the fact that he had he had, he had, had a gun and the guys that he was with had guns, uh, we just had no idea. And and after we had been debriefed by the FBI agent. You know, not to you know minimize the initial discussion with mom, but the the next step was a discussion with the FBI, and the FBI agent, after he took all the information and uh, questioned us, said, "Look, you know, you guys should really get out of Denver. You know, we we can't protect you. You know, we can't. This is not something I can tell you. Oh yeah, we've got a whole." cadre of FBI agents we're going to put at your front door. No. He said, that isn't going to happen. Uh, He said, my recommendation to you is that you go somewhere, somewhere else until we can figure out uh, what, you know, what's going to happen. Sure. And eventually, uh, I mean, mom and I talked, you know, we didn't, no, obviously, this the investor knew where we lived in Denver. He had been there. Right. He had been to the house and been to Bill's house. 
And so he knew where we lived there. And he also knew where we, you know, where we had come from in Jacksonville because he had uh, visited there. So oh. the idea was, let's, you know, go somewhere where he doesn't know where we might be. And so Bill suggested that that uh, maybe should be Pittsburgh because right. that's where his family was from. And he hadn't been there. No. I don't think he knew anything about the fact that that's where Bill Bill's family was in Pittsburgh. I do remember going to. I remember going to Pittsburgh. I remember yeah, that. we flew to Pittsburgh. So, and, but so when you when you had the combo with mom, you know, she's a. The, I, I remember. I mean, I remember there was a contentious moment in the house um, where where you guys really got into a big a big. As far as coming from a kid's point of view, you know, a child's point of view, it was a knockdown drag out. And I remember mom being like, I'm taking the kids and I'm leaving and you can stay here if you want, but I'm going home. Yeah. Well, the result that's, that's because basically uh, what Bill wanted to do is he wanted to stay together as a partner, as a partnership and look at other ventures because he felt that our partnership was a, you know, we could make money, successful. we could do all kinds, of, right. and we had been successful, and we could just, you know, shift into, into another gear. Mm. And he and I had a discussion to that effect. And I knew that it, it was, this was either, if I was going to be in a relation, in, in a business relationship with Bill, I wasn't going to be married. To mom. Mom, yeah. Well, I was married to mom, so... No, but it would, the marriage would cease too. She, yeah. she was she was she was done. She was done. She had she had had it, uh, and uh, and, I, and I'm sure she was like, if you having a gun in your face wasn't enough to say th- that that was that this that's not a good yeah, idea, not a good not a good situation. Then that then. something ha- he she felt clearly even even though this guy might have been a nutcase that. Uh, Something had happened, right. and that Bill had done something, at least in her mind, he had done something that precipitated this whole thing. Yeah, and I and I could see that. I oh, mean, yeah. it makes yeah. a lot. I mean, yeah. personally, it sounds like a lot of this, and, and I mean, of course, this is total speculation on my part, but it sounds like a lot of this had to do with drugs. Personally, on not on, not nothing to do with you, and you guys would have had no idea, but that this guy had had a drug problem. Is what it sounds oh, it, like. Oh, it could me. it could have been, and that's and he needed money. Took your money, but he you know all this whole deal was. I mean, while he was maybe being think, manipulated I, by I Bill, but the whole idea that he's a black sheep, and yeah, that you yeah. know, and all this stuff, and that he ended, you know, that he needed money, to, and and I don't think that's true. I, I I don't think he needed money. I think he took the money because he felt he had been ripped off. Oh. Because he had he had previously loaned us substantial sums, oh. so this is not just out of the blue. He had funded money in advance of this big tranche oh. that he was going to put in. And so he hadn't seen any returns. Oh no, 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 oh. no, because all the money was invested in things. It wasn't invest. It wasn't producing cash flow at that point. Right. This was going to produce cash flow. So. It's, I mean, I, I'm not trying to 
um, I want to provide a complete, you know, a complete picture. Yeah, yeah. So no, this absolutely. guy, it's yes. not like this guy was just, you know, out of the blue. He had funded, you know, like almost half a million dollars. Okay. So it it's not like he hadn't believed in us, so right, to speak. Right, right. And I think, as I said, he was meeting with Bill and uh, they had had conversations. Right. And he felt, for whatever reason, that he had been lied to, is my guess. That's my guess. But whatever the deal was, it took him over the edge. It, there might have been drugs, too. Uh, you know, he... Yeah, but, I mean, just the idea that he's, you know, he freaks out and he comes back. He's totally calm. I mean, that sounds like somebody yeah. that's that's got a that's got a drug problem. Also, the idea that he's, you know, quote unquote, could could have been the black sheep of the family. Yeah, that, you know, it's entirely possible, for all but, that kind of stuff. And there was a lot of stuff going on in Aspen at the time. I mean, I'm just saying in general, right. Aspen was like a hotbed of cocaine use at that time in the 80s. So who knows? Mm -hmm. I have no personal knowledge of that. And there might not have been anything involved. No, no, no. But 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 that's so anyhow, we we So so getting back to to mom this decision. Yeah, well mom decided so mom's like, look, it's it's either, you know, you can either I'm out of here or or you know and you can go do your thing or we're family and, and we figure this out. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we had had some discussions about what we were going to do, not just physically that moment. Right. But what opportunities were out there? You know, in other words, should we fly back? We had, we could, because not, it wasn't just I'm out of here and you can come or not. Right. It was, we had a discussion First, about what could we do, you know, the two of us, and I mean the four of us. Right. What could we do as a family? And we talked about, you know, I could, we could stay in Denver. You know, we had a house and all of our furnishings were there. Uh, but unfortunately, I couldn't practice law because I didn't have a, a Colorado bar right. card. I would have to qualify. And in the meantime, I'd be looking for a job we didn't have any real we didn't have any money and uh, because we had put everything we had into the business too uh, we we can't we basically made a decision look we've got a lot of friends and relationships in Jacksonville I could go back and got my Florida bar ticket I could just go and open open up again as a lawyer and we still had a house. There. Yeah, well, we had a house there that we were renting, but that was, it just, funnily enough, it just happened that the people that were renting were moving out of the house so we could move back in to our house in Jacksonville that was mortgaged to the hill. And, uh, but even so, we could move back in and live there. So mom said, look, let's, let's go back to Jacksonville. And I said, well, you know, but Bill... Bill's making this offer of, you know, staying together, maybe in Jacksonville. Yeah, we could. And she said, if it, if that's the case, it's not going to be with me. You know, you've got to get away from him and 
get out on your own, do your own thing. So in any event, that's the decision I made was to stick with your mother. But we ended up in Pittsburgh nonetheless. Just yeah, but this was in this is where this all took place. Oh, was in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. Oh. This discussion. So we had already left. Denver. Oh, yeah. That was that was like this. That decision was made like this. We need to get out. Yeah, no, that's, this is when the FBI told us to get out. Right. So we said, okay, we'll we'll get out. I got you. That was the and so where were we in, in Pittsburgh? We, we were, were actually at Bill's family. house, his parents' house. But I mean, eventually we, we uh, got a hotel room, you know, and uh, stayed there for a few days. And that's when we made the, the decision to leave and go back to Jayville. So that was that was it. That was the the major decision was bye bye, Bill, and uh, we're moving on. Would you say that was a, a, a rock bottom moment? Like, oh, yeah. For, I mean, it was a rock bottom moment. For me, and uh, I guess for him, too. Right. Uh, you know, we had, this was a five-year relationship I had with this guy. We were doing business. We were friends. Um, but at the same time, I saw mom's point. And when I analyzed what had happened and how it had happened and where this was going, I realized it was this was more of a toxic relationship. It wasn't something that was that was really beneficial for me. And uh, or for our family. So we just, you know, I made the decision, you know, that I was going to go back to Jacksonville. And, you know, we were just going to relocate our family home. And start over. Start over from scratch. So that's what we did. 